Does, does this microphone have really good sound isolation? Oh, yeah, that one is also a uh, dynamic microphone. Dynamic microphones really go in one. It's like a cone that ends. Yeah, so that, that's actually a very good microphone, the Shure SM55. Yeah, but it's not a Rode microphone. Wait, listen, that one costs a little more. So, I mean, like, look. Yeah, because it's the style, the way it looks, not necessarily the okay. capacity. What's up, everybody? Well, welcome to the Transit Podcast. What the fuck is wrong? Trying something new here. <laughs> yeah, we don't do new things here. We suck the same way we've always sucked until the day we die. Oh, Clearing oh. my throat. I'm gonna how many how many podcasts I've cleared my throat on? I don't even care anymore. You really shouldn't care at this point, honestly. <laughs> but no, uh, I remember the- in the, the first podcast, where, like I was obsessed with drinking water and keeping my throat clear and everything, so it sounded perfect. But now, it's really, just- what you needed to work on was was talking more quickly yeah but now you're way better at it so like just through reps you know you you've cho- you've you've improved greatly because the f- i remember i sent you a picture the first time i edited the podcast like just these gargantuan pauses i had to like edit down the pauses were immense yes it, it was like watching twilight just so gonna pour myself some water so I, i'm your host spike i'm samantha and victor's drinking. i'm victor there we go um so we, uh, what I want to mention is, um, we may like, ha- we set a brownout. And yeah, this podcast almost wasn't recorded. Oh God, that would have been so, like of all the reasons. Now <sighs> we've cov- we would have covered the gambit of reasons that we might not have recorded a podcast. It could black out again right now. Don't as we're fucking speaking. jinx us, you <laughs> ass. We're sitting there like, and realistically, our thought was, look, there are two options here. One, it's just a, it's just a brownout. Two. The year's really getting started now. Like, it cleared its throat with the pandemic and riots and murder hornets. And now this is the first, like, plague. This past Saturday, the asteroid came by. Oh, it did? It just, uh, how, how close was that? I never, I never kept it up. swung by. I don't know how close it was. Did you keep up with it? I did not. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that next time. Because we um, have much more important things to talk about. I just want to say that nobody has posted about the brownout on... The on ring. the ring neighbor app yet so that's weird they'll, they'll say like hey someone walked down the street but they won't be like hey um is this sign of the apocalypse <laughs> yeah some some of that stuff is like really weird like oh yeah someone licked my doorknob last night so there's a doorknob licker out there and other stuff is that is, true are you making that up <laughs> seriously someone did that shit other people are like oh yeah this person stared into the camera of my ring door thing for like <laughs> 15 minutes like there, there is like a, a subset of people out there who it's do horrifying. weird. Sh- oh yeah, they do weird shit in the middle of the night, and the only thing that lets you sleep at night was the fact that you didn't know they existed. <laughs> Someone out there gets some sort of creepy joy from just hanging out in front of your house, just staring at it. And you could have gone your entire life without knowing that guy existed. He works like you know some night shift, so this is day off on like a Tuesday. He's awake at like you know three in the morning. I know. I always think. I always think about um, what do these people do for a living who do all this weird shit. Oh, yeah, they, they do they a, work your job? Well, for one, my job is a daytime job. So what the fuck? <laughs> Which is why they have time at night. Well, you see, I to run around <laughs> acting like fucking weirdos. Well, see, I wouldn't be awake at night because my sleep schedule would put me asleep at that time. Well, you you could start work sometimes. Don't you, don't you guys start work at like one o'clock sometimes? Oh or? no, that's the that's the people who shop the orders. I start I start at like seven thirty. Well, maybe it's the shoppers. It's the shop. There you go. It's, it's our shoppers who listen. Grocery store shoppers who put your, together your your uh, home delivery orders, freaks. 
<laughs> All of them. No, they're frontline employees, essential employees, but also freaks. So uh, we talked about, we, we saw two Christian Bale movies very recently. Oh, yeah, because this is, um, we're in the month of Chris June Bale. Uh, that was, no. Ow, that hurt like my soul. Please it's, never do that again. It's Chris, it's Chris June Bale. Well, in, for the, in honor so Christian, all this month we're going to be watching Chris June Christian Bale movies. No. Yes, I love this. No. Chris yes. June Bale. We're going to watch the entire no. Batman saga. <laughs> Boom. No. Tomorrow. The only thing that's worth watching is Ring of Fire. And we can watch that, um, what was that, The, the Prestige or, or The uh, Illusionist? The, I forget which one he's in. Uh, the Mechanic, we can watch that too. Oh, The Mechanic. Oh, yeah. You want to see Christian Bale be like super <clears throat> creepily skinny? I've seen that movie actually. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah, I never saw it. What? It's The Machinist, not The Mechanic. M- the Machinist? The Mechanic? What the fuck is wrong with you? Listen, it's, it's a similar skill set. It's That's funny. The other day, Anthony thought the illusionist was the magician. It's funny how like we downgrade it. Yeah. Just a little is, bit. Now, is that the Mandela effect? Films upgrade you it. can't just say that that was just Anthony thinking that. You both had that yeah. that thought. You're like, well, which one was it? Was it this or was it that? And well, then I, I had to actually look it up because like, there's no fucking okay, thing it, called the magician. I, I was like was racking my brain trying to. I'm like. The magi- there was no movie There's release no movie. called The Magician. What the fuck? Are you- Not the yet. Illusionist. I think they wanted to call it The Magician. They're like, come on, dazzle it up a little bit. Yeah, come on. Okay, fine. The Illusionist. Why are you making <laughs> things up? What? No, I, Who I like said it? they wanted to call it The Magician? I'm just. I, I'm not. Like, I'm talking about like when they were coming up. It's a hypothetical thing. Hypothetical. Yeah. We're, we're talking. We're telling. We're telling some jokes about the movie making progress. <laughs> it's called Yes and to Sam. Yeah, the script said The Magician, and then the the the. the, the the, the guy producer with the c- was yeah, like, "The guy with the cigar was like, you, you, you can't. The magician sounds lame. Come on, dress it up a little bit. Come on, it's got to be a fancier title." And then the writer's sitting there like, "I, t- uh, illusionist. There you go. That sounds. <laughs> it's the same thing with. Yeah, um, you got it there. The mechanic. They're like, this is my film. The mechanic. And mechanic. Like, can you dress it up? Yeah, a come on. This doesn't. Sa- that doesn't sound right. What you okay. need? You need something that sounds a little more technical. The machinist. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. You're gonna be a Hollywood writer yet. It's like so, I already am, sir. Uh, what was American Psycho? It was probably like. Well, I wanted to draw a, a Psycho lo- Killer. Yeah, well, I wanted to draw a comparison between. It was two- a Brett Easton Ellis book. Thank you very much. It was like anything. If it's worth uh, consuming, they'll turn it into a movie. So don't don't worry about that. Uh, what I wanted to withdraw a comparison was that both these movies we saw um, Equilibrium the next day, and uh, the day before that we saw American Psycho. And I really thought that both of these movies were like about Christian Bale's characters self-actualizing. Because mm-hmm. we saw that um, that's American Psycho ending explained, and she mentions that yeah, him like accepting who he is and what he does was him self actualizing, and in um, Equilibrium, like him self actualizing was like you know becoming you know like a feeling person, mm-hmm. and at the end you know he not only decides to feel but then makes the decision to not feel in order to fight the uh, totalitarian uh, government. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was that was an, that was an interesting like coincidence. Yeah, I, I feel like he does. He learns more in um, Equilibrium, though. He really, oh yeah, than he, in American Psycho because he he goes through all that in American Psycho, and at the end he's like, I haven't changed. I haven't really learned anything. Nothing means anything. I don't care about anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and in, in in Equilibrium, he's like he's he fights for his family. He fights for others. He like he realizes he you know he loved his wife on some level. Yeah. It it was really cool. <clears throat> But uh, we start with American Psycho, and that was a really fun, like, horror movie, right? Yeah. Like, as far as, like, they mentioned, like, 
all the um, all the violence is played for laughs in a in a comedic fashion, which I think was a really good choice, because you you still kind of follow this guy in his glamorous lifestyle, and yeah. you're not at every moment like absolutely detesting him. It's true. It's weird how they do that, huh? Yeah, it's like it's this weird like switcheroo. You still, I think it's just so interesting. He's just so interesting that you still want to just follow his story, right? You don't. You want him to get caught though. Yeah, you want like, him. Yeah, you don't care if like. You're not afraid for him getting busted. No, not even a little bit. <laughs> There's kind of like a little bit of schadenfreude because like you kind of want to see him get busted. But, but it's also so cool to see how he gets away with stuff and how he like he like orchestrates all these uh, these events. Like like he just he's fully in tune with this yuppie lifestyle mm-hmm. of like always like having like at the end they're talking about I don't want to eat anywhere. I mean I don't care where we eat. I just want a reservation. One of his friends says, and that's like the whole mindset is like it's about having this status. Of having a reservation at a trendy restaurant. Yeah. It's totally the 80s excess. They're doing coke in the bathrooms. He's cheating on his uh, fiance, I think. With, is, up with another married chick, and no mm-hmm. one really, everyone knows and no one cares. And then he's banging prostitutes. Yes, and, and murdering them. <laughs> and murdering them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think after he Very take- excessive, and he, he seems to get away with everything. Like in his. <clears throat> when he meets other people that aren't from his like a uh, place of work, yeah, he's pretty well to do. Like, oh yeah, he you know he's he makes money, he has a good apartment. You know, uh, he meets people, like but it's the, not the best apartment. It's not the best, <laughs> like it, the prostitute and like the homeless guy who he can like you know help them, he can really change their lives. But he just murders them. He you know he kills them. But then when he goes to work, like he's envious of people's like business cards. Their ha- uh, it's like sometimes like their haircuts yeah, the haircut. nicer. <laughs> yeah. he, he's like judging like his value based off his haircut to somebody else. Well, that's because one of the the defining characteristics of a psychopath is their narcissism. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say that the movie is a very toned down version of the book because the book is you thought the movie was insanity. The book is like five times as bad. Nice. And it's. Well, a I, fucking masterpiece. I guess why though, that's the, why it plays better as it, that this tone would play better as a, in a movie, so that way you could still have this thing where you want to see this guy go through this whole arc. You know, the, and it had to get past. You know, it had to get rated R so that it had a wide release instead yeah. of like NC seventeen or yeah. whatever. Oh, it, it would have been like rated not appropriate for anyone. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> this would only be available like in like the back room of like of like non-chain uh, like video stores. I mean, there's literally a part in the book where he puts a pipe in a girl's ass and puts a fucking like, gerbil into the pipe and pulls the pipe out while the gerbil's inside her and it claws her insides. Ooh, claws. See, I've heard about the gerbil thing being just a, a regular practice, but the clawing thing, ew. Well, that's what why people like it? They like to scratch it. Yeah, like the scratch. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's a, that's <laughs> right. See, you're kink shaming. See, that's a normal kink of animal abuse. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, no, that's terrible. But well, the, they won't turn around. They'll just keep digging to try to find a way out. Oh, that poor those poor gerbils. God, maybe Peta has a point. <laughs> oh, who am I kidding? No, they don't. Okay. Um, but well, I wanted to say something about the movie as well. Oh yeah, I saw like a, a video essay about it some years ago. And I guess uh, Patrick Bateman represents basically Wall Street and um, capitalism. Right. And America. all the excesses. And yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, he goes around killing people, right? Mm-hmm. And at first he uh, he's kind of like, you know, sickened by it. He's trying to, he's trying to like kind of, you know, come to terms with it's it. It's a compulsion that he's like trying to deal with. Yeah, but he also likes it. And he, so he's getting, so he starts getting like questioned by the police and he starts freaking out. Yeah. Whenever he meets the like the, the police officer, he's sweating and stuff. Oh, right? yeah. And freaking out. Those scenes with uh, Willem Dafoe in the it movie was, were pretty good. Yeah, I don't really get what William Daf- Willem Dafoe was going for. It was kind of a weird. Yeah, it, it, it's, I think they, uh, I don't know, that was the weak, I think the weak part, like their interactions are cool and they're both good actors, but it really doesn't go anywhere other than to feed um, Christian Bale a little bit of, of data so he can like have people like, or he, I don't even know, what does he do with that information? Because the next scene he's like getting hookers to go to that apartment of the guy he murdered. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember that part. But the, I remember that part where he's like, He's putting a bunch of salt on his food and just yeah, staring just at Willem Dafoe. Sh- she's <laughs> sitting there like, he's like, oh, yeah. It's like, where, where, who's seen him? What was the last time he was seen? It's like, I think that might be more of like how untouchable he is and how no one's even it's like looking at him despite his horrible acts. Yeah. And then that's like um, Wall Street, right? Yeah. And um, capitalism, especially, uh, what do they call it? Private equity funds, the ones that go out buy companies and then make them unprofitable mm. and then so they can sell them for some reason and then like are there are times they, when they, they do that yeah they, so it's like these businesses that go and acquire these hedge funds that acquire other businesses and stuff effectively you know putting everyone out of business yeah people lose their jobs so he's he's going around killing people <laughs> right and then his business mergers and acquisitions is also going around taking out businesses people are getting fired from the jobs people are Maybe committing suicide or something. I don't know. Yeah. But it's ruining people's lives. Yeah, he's destroying lives. So that's... And then, like, um, the cop, I guess, represents kind of, like, the very weak um, eye that authority has right. <laughs> on it. Because he's, he's, he's endlessly just like, oh, so a lot of... We- you're behaving very weirdly, not registering. Yeah. <laughs> at all. Yeah, like so... You're in a cold sweat. They'll never get busted because capitalism is uh, just too... It's too powerful in this country, I guess. Too powerful and evil. Yeah, it's too. It's too much. I, I, I love, uh, but on a more silly note, I love his um, his excuse whenever he has to get out of a situation. Like That's I, return some videos, <laughs> which is like that is fucking phenomenal. I, I miss that. Like I, I, I regret I never got to use that um, when I because I, I was I was alive during the videotape era. I could yeah. that could have been getting out of all sorts of situations. Like I, I got to return some tapes. I got to return some videotapes, and they were all porn tapes. I guess I never put that together. Yeah. When I first saw that movie, the second time watching, I was like, "Oh, he does actually have like porn." He does. He like just playing while he's doing stuff, and the other times when he's working out, he's like watching a, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, huh? Right. Yeah. So it's it's always like reflective of what's like in his mind at the time. It's always like death or sex. Yeah, and then so- somehow he gets a chainsaw in that one dude's apartment, and then like Son chicks up, and he's yeah. I think that scene where he's chasing the girl down, and he's like naked and covered yeah. in blood. <laughs> That's so fucking like, weird. He's like a wolf and stuff. He's got his like teeth out and everything. Yeah, that's like his complete <coughs> devolution into insanity. I feel oh, like yeah. if a cop came, he'd um, he wouldn't shoot him. They'd still try to like arrest him and kind of. Like, sir, 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 put the chainsaw down. Well, I mean, he threw the chainsaw. He wasn't armed at that point. Are Even when the cops, 
I'm making a joke about. Yeah. I was going to say, cops. if the cops came. Referential humor. It would have been probably after the chainsaw had already hit the girl and he was just standing there laughing like a fucking maniac. Naked. Naked. The, you couldn't say he reached into his pocket for something? Cause yeah. uh, it's like he reached up his ass for his, his backup gun. I mean, I probably would have shot him. Yeah, but he'd probably be doing the world a favor. And at, at the very end, you start to realize, oh, this this guy might not be in touch with reality because he like shoots a few shots at like the cop cars and they just explode. Yeah, that's when I, that's when it clicked for me. I was like, oh, this might all be in his head. This might be an unreliable narrator. And at the very end, yeah, it turns out like um, the guy, his lawyer, who he confessed like his forty plus murders to, was thought he was mistaken for somebody else, and was like, oh, I had I had dinner twice last week in London with uh, the guy you murdered several weeks ago. Yeah, and that's like our government turning a blind eye. Or did he just, or was it all in his head? So we, we have no clue. And that was, that was a cool kind of ambiguous ending to that. Yeah. What's interesting, though, is that they kind of sprinkle all throughout the film suggestions that he might just be imagining it because there was a part where he was dragging the, the bloody body bag and there were no... Like at first you see the the track marks, yeah. But then he's and he's dragging it through the lobby, and you you're seeing those, and then they cut to him talking to the doorman or someone. He walks past the doorman, and then his friends friends come up to him, and he's like loading it into the trunk. Yes, but like they show behind him, and there's no bloody track marks. Yeah. So is that a either that was a slip up, or that was deliberate? So that's 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 a cool yeah. So I love the first thing they comment on is the bag. Not that it's like is there a body in there. Where'd you get that bag from? It's like uh, Gochi Bagana or something like. (laughs) And that was, yeah, cool. It's like either, yeah, it's either a a mishap or or actual poignant like commentary. But the the book leans you more towards he's crazy than the movie does. The movie just kind of wants it to be a little bit more ambiguous, but the book definitely makes it not quite so ambiguous in saying or suggesting that it really was all in his head, and he's just fucking nuts. That might be my next uh, audible thing once I'm done with the name of the wind and a it's, wise man's fear. It's worth it. Yeah, I can tell you who narrated it too. Hold Ooh, on. Yeah, you look that up, and I'm gonna walk us into um, Equilibrium, which uh, is also a Christian Bale movie where he uh, deals with a uh, uh, well, mental disorder. Well, I was just gonna say before that. Oh, before I was that, say, um, I wonder if like thoughts, just having those kinds of thoughts, are enough to kind of make you go crazy in your daily life like you're trying to do your job right yeah. you're in your office and you're just thinking about like song up chicks or something like that i don't know i, I wonder d- if that has the, almost the same effect as actually doing it oh. the guilt or whatever oh. of thinking that american psycho is narrated by pablo schreiber who was porn stash in uh orange is the new black Ooh. so i don't know porn stash d- well i know you never watched that that yeah, he was the guard who was having sex with the... Uh, the you uh, mean raping? Okay, I don't, it's been a while since I've seen that. Okay? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, he they, was they, the rapist. They have, sev- they have several scenes of intercourse, and some they, they're, they're less ambi- or, um, or ambiguous with some of those. Some of them, yeah, it's like that. But otherwise, it, one of them they frame very much as a relationship. So, yeah, oh, sorry. So it's so really weird. Spike, Spike, you view... Um, Sex is being very rough. I mean, like, you have a rough... Uh, well, I've, I've seen several versions of... So, wait, yeah, he was the one who was playing his DS, right? Because I remember that guy, he was... If you consider, like, you know, a position of authority as in... Uh, was that the one? 
Was he the one playing his? I was just I was just I'm smiling at you, writing on your hand the yeah the, the thing. part to cut. Yeah. Okay, so um, <laughs> if you if you say yeah if you if you um, fuck now I totally lost my train of thought. Porn stash is the one who was majorly abusive to everyone, who definitely got off on the presumed authority that he had as a corrections officer in a women's prison. Okay. And he also had a porn stash, and that's why they called him porn stash. I was just going to say, because okay. Spike's range for s- sex is pretty wide, from, like, soft and gentle all the way up to extremely rough. So oh, yeah. you can't tell, like, the difference between a rape scene and a love scene sometimes. Okay. It's, okay. it's the same with that's, me. Well, I can't tell sometimes. Whoa. Wow, that is something... <laughs> Listen, I, I do that have to be range. really aggressive for me to realize that it's a rape scene. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, if, the way the Hollywood defines Jesus. it. Well, the way Hollywood defines it, you know, if they're, they're, there's a language to that. So, like, they didn't, like, cast it that way. They cast it as, a, as more of an abuse of authority as opposed to, like, sexual violence. So it, it, it was kind of weird. How, you know, it, it didn't have that similar, like, cinema language of a rape. I mean, I just want to point out to our two listeners that we actually have that... Yeah. Uh, it is illegal for a corrections officer to have sex with an inmate because it is Ap- technically yes. rape due to the power dynamics and someone well, literally that, being imprisoned. Well, that's why I'm not like arguing with you on that point. From when, uh, the way I was saying it, the way I didn't, I'm saying the reason I didn't just say rape was because of the way it was framed. But it's literally but yes, rape. There, yes. I didn't see the show. I'm just messing with you guys okay i'm just trying to make good conversation i got kind of i kind of burnt out on it right when um that martha stewart um analog oh, came in no she wasn't even supposed to be she was supposed to be like fucking paula dean oh, paula De- oh yeah someone like that basically <laughs> paula dean oh, oh yeah she's yeah. like a combination between martha stewart and paula dean uh okay but we we moved on to um equilibrium, equilibrium. and uh yeah this is christian bale has a, another epiphany that feeling feelings is good and uh what yeah, it was. Uh, it's um, it's actually I really like the action scenes in it, and um, like the only reason I'm kind of burning out on it is because that was like the eighth time I've seen that movie this year. <laughs> really? No, I'm kidding. I've, but no, I've seen it like a bunch of times. And um, after after a while, you start to realize, okay, that's the part where he does that. That's the part where he does that. Yeah, and, yeah. But the first time you see it, like the gun kata is awesome, and it's the whole conceit is we've done science on this martial art where we treat the gun as a total weapon, and so you just stand in one spot and shoot everyone and don't get hit. And it's based on guns, martial arts, and statistics. Yeah, <laughs> all come all together. Beautiful. Yeah, it's kind of like um, <laughs> they they base it kind of off stick fighting, which is why it looks kind of the way it does, where he has like these long um, not, uh, Berettas with the huge compensators on them. Hmm. And uh, like the I saw the director's commentary version of this a while back, and there is like themes of like either Big Brother and or um, God, because you know they got the cross sections everywhere, the T. Oh yeah, it's vaguely cross esque. And um, you do have faith and uh, you're looking up to higher powers all the time. And uh, they're always talking about how like, yeah, feelings give us a lot can lead to brutality, but not feeling and not having compassion leads to also brutality, Mm. which I which it was really cool to me. Yeah, that's true. That's interesting, huh? So, yeah, we 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 saw this one more recently, so I have have it more fresh in my mind. Um, I I like that uh, Sean Bean was in it. And of course, he died. He died, yeah, pretty early on. Pr- pretty early on. It's Is like, that a thing for him? Does he die early? Oh yeah, on like there's stuff? there's videos where he always dies. He yeah. was he was Boromir, man. He, 
I mean, the only the only movies where he doesn't die early is like National Treasure. Yeah, and then and he just goes to prison, so he dies yeah. in his soul. <laughs> A spoiler alert for <laughs> National Treasure. Jesus, he's either sentenced to death or to life in prison. <laughs> yeah, guys, but. What I what I like is like their their mission seems to be we have to go find tchotchkes to destroy. Yeah, there is some art. It's kind of based after Fahrenheit four fifty one or whatever. But it's a way better version. Like the the I saw the firemen that go around burning books. Yeah, is kind of like the premise of that, right? But instead of but instead of like fire, they have guns. But they do have some fire too. Yeah, they have like flamethrowers too. Oh yeah, and they they they, they roll up heavy. <laughs> they find the Mona Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> and apparently he said that thing was way they made it way bigger. Yeah. Mona Lisa is not is not actually as big as it's they made it. It's not four feet from corner to corner. <laughs> that was I think that they made it look bigger than it actually I is. think it probably played better because if they held up the actual Mona Lisa, it would be like, yeah, like, it's like a foot and a half or something. Uh, yeah, look I up, could actually tell you. Look at the dimension. Well, I think most people when they go see the Mona Lisa, they expect it to be bigger than it actually is. The Mona Lisa is two and a half by like one foot nine inches. Jesus. Oh yeah, no, that it's would not. It's fucking play. small. That would not play well on screen. Like if he held literally up, half the size. It would. It wouldn't come up to his damn shin. No. He would be sitting there like it's authentic, and it's like okay, flame it, and it's like oh, just use a pack. Use some lighter fluid. Don't use the flamethrower. Just. I mean, it's that shouldn't have taken me out of the movie, but I was like, mm, they could have at least made it look. The right side. Wait, it's like yeah, one of those things when you know something, it does pop you out of the movie. Yeah, but that, I mean, obviously that was done for effect. Yeah. So it, that wasn't so much bad as much as it is something. If you know, if you've seen it, you're like, oh. oh. Um, I, I like that they um they don't they only seem to have like one style of car because like um American Psycho, the movie's budget is a little limited because mm-hmm. you know they, they you saw they only had one one car basically they were using. Yeah. And in American Psycho, I noticed that they used like um, backdrops for like really the shitty. And stuff. It, it, it was like the budget of a of a like a sitcom. <laughs> when when, <laughs> yeah. when you're in like a, for American Psycho, it's like yeah, you're sitting there like and you see like Frasier, and it's like oh here's my posh apartment and my obvious matte painting outside. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but for for um, the matte paintings in uh, Equilibrium were a little bit better. There yeah, was well, like movement they, going on. Yeah, they had stuff. CG. Yeah, so like when he first like misses his dose. Yeah. And he's like he's like sees the rain and he like starts to peel off like the weird film they have over his window and he sees the view for the first time. That's some pretty good acting by the way. Yeah. That's I like that's probably one of my favorite scenes. There's a lot going on that there. That poignant. Cuz not only did they give people doses to like um, you know, not numb their emotions. Yeah. But they also had safeguards to prevent them from like, you know, actually feeling anything like Yeah, you have to burn all the stuff that would make you feel. So, like, putting a film over the window. But why? I don't know why, like, they still had the window there. Right? If they didn't want... So, like, yeah, you can have the window, but you have to have a film over it so you don't completely enjoy the view. <laughs> that that's that sounds like... That, that was a... See, either that's a mistake, like the blood thing in American Psycho, or it, it was a, a deep cut to their bureaucracy. It's like, they need vitamin D. <laughs> yeah. But we can't let them have that. So this film will let... UV rays pass through, but they can't enjoy the majesty of the sun. No. And he had a really good view. Oh, that was seriously. an expensive apartment. Oh yeah, whatever, whatever he had, you know. I'm not sure where they came up world. with all these sets. Like I, I don't know. Like it looked like it might be a super like modern. Um, what's that ugly style of art of a, uh, of um, of a uh, of architecture for like government buildings? It's all concrete and shit. Uh, I don't really know. It, what it, you don't know? Seriously, you don't know what the. 
okay. Concrete, um, modern. Okay, well, some sort of modern because like form follows function. Yeah, well, type style. Because yeah, every like when he when he shows him running up to his um his apartment <laughs> while he's it's about about to be inspected, there, it looks like an actual like series of doors heading to apartments, just in a really like super concrete. You know, building the the architecture was very oppressive. Oh in yeah, that film lots of gray, lots of concrete, and had a real like communist Russia feel. Yeah, uh, very Louis Louis Kahn, but actually. Watching it, I actually really like the um, architecture for uh, what do you what do you call that? Those those um nineteen what do you call those societies? Uh, a, a communist dystopian. Dystopian. Oh yeah, dystopian architecture. I really appreciate. I like. You like that? Yeah. You, you, it feels like a strong state is uh, guiding your every move. I don't know. There's something really just cool about. Ever since I saw Planet of the Apes 4 and the dystopian architecture in that film. Oh, yeah, it was good stuff. Every time I see a movie with dystopian <laughs> architecture, <laughs> it's just, like, really, really cool because it's, like, blocky, really big, no extra ornamentation. There's there's no... It, like, it's very form follows function. It doesn't do anything else except, you know, sh- sh- hold shield people. You, yeah. Shield you from the elements and... Yeah. Oh, that, that that's that's true. I, I don't know. It's like there seems to be a disconnect because, you know, when he's walking down that that oval like hallway, then you get into his house. There's like a white walls and stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. So there, there was like a disconnect there for me. Um, his office looks like they just cleaned out like a drainage system of some sort. Yeah. You know, um, it's very uncomfortable too. like he's supposed to be the number one um, tetragrammaton, tetragrammaton cleric. But he's just like in a big row of desks with everyone else. Do you right? think he'd get like a corner office or something yeah, like and that? Yeah, there is some. No, because they're minimalists. I know but they're minimalists, but he didn't realize that until he got off the doses. He's yeah. like, man, I feel like I need like a wall behind me. There's like a bunch of people. They all lead identical lives and stuff. But yeah, and remember, like his boss had like a super big office. And I think that was another like point about like um, governments like that is like. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, do as I say, not as I do. And really, we all say we're serving a greater cause. And this is all for all of us to have like a, a better life together. But realistically, you're, you're, you're pushing all that power up to that one guy with a really big, nice office. Yeah. And um, he probably wasn't even taking his doses because, you know, that guy gets all pissed off. And yeah. Stuff. And that, that's the thing where like where you find out like um, Christian Bale, as he starts to go through this journey of a uh, of feeling again, uh, he doesn't hide it very well. <laughs> I know. There's a lot of back and forth, too. Like there's a lot of. Christian Bale's winning, then he loses. I yeah, win, I lose. lose, I win, oh, yeah, I well, lose. There's a lot of like back and forth and like, you know, double crossing and cutting each other off at the yeah. pass and everything. Well, and yeah, his his boss who like is actually the um, the the president. They just um, hid the fact that the old guy died. Um, he he tell he just admits at the end it's like I feel. He's trying to beg for his life at that moment. Oh, yeah. But he again he doesn't hide it very well either. Earlier on when he starts screaming at him, he bangs on the on his desk and says, "Are you playing with me?" And uh, like you sit there at that point, you realize, oh, something's up. Yeah, and there's several several times where Christian Bale should have been arrested by them, but he just right. doesn't. like by he those kids, his... by those kids who are like point out people. Like for some reason, yeah. they have the tetragrammaton, like uh, like uh, youth. Yeah, and then there's the one where he's like emotionally running to see the execution of right? a woman, where she gets flamed, and then he sees her get you know like torched. Oh yeah, and then like you know he's just sitting there watching it, and then. He, well, he wasn't. His, he was facing leave. away. They didn't see his face. Yeah, but then he like face. runs back out, and then he like collapses to the floor, crying. Everyone in front just of walking everybody. by. It's like, 
You think and that's when Tay Diggs comes comes up and punches him with (laughs) while he's crying. He's like, "I knew it, bitch! You're crying." And then then he starts yelling in like some sort of like impassioned fashion, like he is the worm that has been eating at the core of our great society. And he has like this this emotional moment. And I think that's more of a conceit to show like this guy is just a power hungry asshole. Well, yeah, that was just to try to trick him. They wanted to trick Christian Bale. I guess so. Yeah. So then he puts the white suit on. He's like. He thinks he's doing good, and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, we just made you think." <laughs> yeah, well, to, to, to explain that, he uh, he um, he works with the resistance. He goes and finds them, and um, they know he's feeling. And uh, he says, "Look, the only way I can get close to Father is if I give you give you up. I have to have an accomplishment to get a meeting with Father." And so he does that, and he, it turns out he's been manipulated by his boss the whole time. It's yeah. like, how do I... Because they along show, with Tay Diggs' along, character. Along with Tay Diggs' character. And uh, it's like, they, they figure out that he's intuitive. So they, they push him on this path to feeling and getting into their ranks. And they manipulate him. But then once they, once they drop the bomb on him, they forgot to check like his wrist holsters. I know. <laughs> he had wrist holsters. It's like, uh, you know, like that's like standard Tetragrammaton cleric gear. Maybe you feel his wrists a little bit. And it looks like the way they did those shots was they probably had like a little string that pulled them in and then they just played it in reverse. Yeah, probably. That's what it looked like. Yeah, and those wrist things had a lot of like stuff on because they had the guns and then later on like in that same sequence he had extra magazines in there too. And like a, a, a Beretta magazine is about yay. It's like four inches long. Maybe five. And... uh you know, and so that that plus a full size combat Beretta with like an extra three inches of a compensator on it, we're also up there. Like he must yeah. have like a foot and a half long. Uh, I think he he, arm. he walked he walked in with a sword. Yeah, they're like here, just give us give us your sword, your only weapon that you have. Yeah, there's no <laughs> way you have any other. Like, <laughs> it's very weird to have like that. Your your dress uniform also has a decorative sword in this minimalist society. <laughs> I know. And then, like, all the pageantry for the execution where they're putting the hood on her and everything. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of weird holdovers that's just mainly f- so the movie can have some fucking um, <laughs> I know. some flavor to it. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to be all concrete halls and people going like, well, thank you for this information. I'm going to go now. I know. They can do, like, a, a Netflix series. Imagine how boring that would be, oh, like, God. in that world before, like, he, he comes, before, oh, like, so Christian Bale's character. Well, that's why they focus on him because he has comes. a cool job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would suck. Huh? And speaking of his job, like some of those fight scenes. Um, uh, but oh, go ahead. Back on the um, the scene where he finally, you know, gets the Berettas. Yeah. Um, there's that scene where he's hooked up to the polygraph, right? Yeah. And then like it's going all crazy because yep. he's feeling emotion, and then it stops, and then the one dude's like, "Oh shit!" Oh shit! Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. The because w- when he stops feeling emotion, you it's know, you know, it's on. Yeah. Well, that was one of the other things um, they mentioned in the in the commentary was that it doesn't like destroy emotion entirely. It gets rid of the highs and lows. Mm-hmm. So, like that's that's about as high as you get is like, oh shit, like oh man, I, I forgot my fajita in the in the microwave. Yeah, I've had days like that where I didn't feel any high or low emotions. Yeah. We all have those days. Yeah, well, there's a solution for that. It's called therapy. <laughs> or just watch. And all of us in this house need it. We really do. And this, or just watch, just go on Facebook, and then you'll start feeling some high emotions. Oh yeah, you will. Just go watch the news. Just watch the news. Talk <laughs> to people. Just disagree with anyone about anything, and it'll do, it'll devolve pretty quick. Um, so wait, um, we were saying, oh yeah, those fight scenes. Like, I, I really like the one where like he's helping those. Um, after he, after he started like feeling, uh, he um is helping some people escape, 
and then he like flips his guns around and decides instead of shooting him, I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do this thing where I pistol whip him all to death. Yeah, to save ammo. To say yeah, you got to save ammo, and like for some reason there's little like things that stick out of the the magazines so he could hit better. You know, it's, they look like nail heads, right? It's like, crazy when I see movies like um, there's this Equilibrium, and then there's the one with Thor in it. Chris Hemsworth, where yeah. he's in India. What's that movie called? Oh yeah, that was uh, that was Extraction. Extraction, Equilibrium. That was with the same uh, stunt team as uh, Avengers. Yeah, so there's movies like this where, an Extraction, Chris Hemsworth's character, like takes out, like a hundred people or more. Like he's oh, like yeah. a one man army. And the same with this movie. Like the number one tetragrammaton in this society, is Christian Bale. They could just fire like. 50% of, of their workforce of their, of their like tetragrammatons right yeah this guy really like everyone else they really don't show him like doing the same thing he does I think there's like three or four scenes where he takes out like 20 or more people oh yeah it's like uh, like down that hallway at the very end when he's getting to the office then in the hallway or in the office he like walks in and it's like everyone just walks out from behind pillars like guys with swords and he, he takes them all out he takes off he takes out like the top guys those are like the, the marine level I, I think uh, yeah guys. something like that they all had black the trench coats, so they were pretty cool. Yeah, the seal level. Yes. and uh, He takes them all out? He takes out Tay Diggs. With, he slices his fucking face off. Like That was a little bit too easy. They should have been more of a fight there. A little bit, but then, then the, the fight, fight with, with his the, boss. The, the French guy at the end. I think he was French, right? Yeah, yeah, the, his main boss. That was like pretty good fight. Yeah, because it was like, uh, Sam, Sam, you were both right and... Um, and, uh, and, and I think you weren't like buying into the conceit a little bit when they were saying like, you're just gonna shoot him, right? And yeah, but like, there's this conceit where it's like it's a martial art and it's all for show, and so like, and also like the uh, the area of danger for a, for like a Beretta is literally nine millimeters wide. So as long as you're not in front of that nine millimeter straight line, mm-hmm. you're good. There's more places where you are not than where you are. Mm-hmm. That's just facts. That's like what I think like to think about when. Um I consider the Earth right here sitting target and a bunch yeah. of asteroids just flying through space. Yeah. There's more places where the asteroids are flying to than the one little spot that where the Earth are. is in Yep. right here. Exactly. And try to ignore the fact that we have gravitational well. Um, <laughs> but no, that was a good fight because they're like knocking like the gun off offline. Off and I mean, they're going deaf, like completely deaf if that was going to happen. Doing what? Like when they're... Sh- like, okay, if I shoot a gun a half a foot away from your ear... Mm-hmm. You're gonna lose like probably ten percent of your hearing. Oh yeah, they kept doing a bunch of all that shit, like yeah. right next to their heads. But it it looked great because they're like parrying with the guns and like doing like dance moves while they try to like keep that gun pointed away. So maybe the explanation for at the end when he's like, "I feel just like you do. Don't shoot me." He just didn't hear him because you. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, his what? Ears are- <laughs> I just got into a gunfight in a stone hallway. <laughs> I literally, I what? <laughs> I feel. It's like I'm just gonna shoot I'm just, you. Yeah, just bam. <laughs> We, it's like I just have this line I was thinking of earlier. I'd pay it gladly. I, he, he's just learning how to feel emotion, so he doesn't know how to be cool yet. He just thought that up. It, it didn't make sense in any other context except for this one where he says, "Would you pay that price?" And like, I pay it gladly. Bam. Like, Did you kill him? Oh yeah, I had this great line. He was like saying something, but I couldn't hear him. It's like, what was the line? I'd pay it gladly. What? What? What does that mean? I, I just thought it'd be cool to say. Uh, listen, you've never read a book before, I guess, so we'll get you some stuff. Oh, my God. 
I, but I did like that every um, sense offenders. Um, sense like, offender. Yeah, every, every one of their um, their secret hideouts was just like a hoarder's like nest. I know it's full of like a bunch of chaskis and it very hipster. It looks like uh, you know that girl that likes to put uh, lights up in her room. Yep. And, and she's got like posters with triangles on it. I, I'm re- I'm really into dolphins, and. Yeah. Um, I went through a dragon phase earlier. A lot of wood grain. Um, oh, yeah. Well, that's how you no, tell a sense offender. No CD players, but they have uh, record players. No, they had a CD. But that was the weird thing. He had a CD player, but then he went to the record player. <laughs> oh, really? See, yeah. like, if you if he didn't go to the record player, he'd just start playing, like, Metallica. He went to the CD. <laughs> but like, he decided to play that one. What was it? Beethoven? Oh, yeah, Bach Bass. Or something. Dun, 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 dun. And yeah, he starts to cry, and I guess I guess it's good that Tay Diggs didn't um, didn't walk. I know. In. What That's if they just walked in? Like, what if the they're crying? Just walked in on him. He's like, "What are you listening to this music?" And yeah, I have an allergy. That's what it is. This music is so powerful. I just I don't know. Okay, so that being, I've never cried to music or art. Just want to let you know, guys. You're too much man. You don't even like music. Doesn't give you goosebumps either. No. Well, there's a thing that some people have when they when they um when people experience good music yeah. or, or good art, some people actually like become emotional and start crying. Oh yeah, I, that happens to me every now and then. When was the last time? I haven't felt that. I was visiting my mom in Minnesota. I got a little buzzed um, at the uh, bar and grill. We saw the movie uh, Sing, uh-huh. and uh, when that um, elephant chick singing uh, Hallelujah, I got a little teared up. Literally. And, but I think that maybe is a little different. I think you cry sometimes. Well, for movies. And stuff. No, that was a movie, and she was saying it was very but, beautiful. But we're talking about like just the song. Oh, just the song. No, I'm too much man. Uh, I do get it's ASMR. Like when a, when a song really hits me, I get like a tingly feeling under my scalp. I mean, like certain songs that are sung, like uh, Freddie Mercury's. Kinda wish I did, but then I'd be like standing in like in an art gallery and just crying like a like an asshole. Well, no one like says you have to asshole. fucking cry. Like that's you not. You can feel feelings. You don't have to put prosium up your ass when you go to an art gallery. Uh, what was it? Um, no, uh, the re- I think one of the reasons I don't like uh, cry for songs is uh, I also like put together music videos in my head for songs with a lot of fight scenes. That's kind of my thing. Well, that, well, that one, that wasn't a movie, so I didn't. I, there'd be a lot of slow motion. I couldn't do one for that. I, like, the songs I listen to, like, they're a little more fast-paced and like, a lot of beat to them. You could do fight. You could do fight songs for I do this. I, you could, but, like, for, like, um, for, like, what was it? The Wood Kids um, Iron? I, I, there's a slower one that speeds up and slows down my head. And, uh, there's a belt-fed machine gun in there too. There's also swords. But that, look, that being said, that little that little peek into my insanity. Uh, I'm your host, Spike. I'm Victor. I'm Samantha. Thanks for listening to the Transmit Podcast. Uh, we're gonna, I guess, keep. Oh wait, I gotta. Shit, we took too long, and I gotta. There we go. And <laughs> okay, now. I guess we're just gonna watch a bunch of Christian Bale movies. Chris and June Bale. Chris June Bale. 
All right, uh, the bat dark night begins. No, no I'm kidding. Uh, we'll, we'll figure something out. So thanks for listening to the Transmit Podcast. See you next time. I just remember that that movie was Reign of Fire, not Reign of Fire. Oh, yeah, Regime of Fire. Okay. Reagan of Fire. Oh, there you go. Try to back up. Oh, Reagan of Fire. Oh, God, that movie was awful. We should watch that. <laughs>